0: I thought you said you had it off the side. It was. Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> uh, is Test it... tubes. Is it, is it? Magic lube. <clears throat> you know we're on, right? Oh, I'm always on, Gorb. Alright. We're back. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm take
0: yeah, I have to sing it again. Yeah. I, mean, I thought you were just gonna acapella it. Magic! Nothing.
1: To Zorbingorv's
0: most cringe intro. <laughs> Actually, I think this might be that that exact thing. Um, <laughs> well, at least there's. It can only go uphill from premiere, right, Gorb? <laughs> Famous last words. I know, right?
1: Okay. Um, who did the last question? I believe Sir it was,
0: I believe it was you, the crocodiles. Alligator. Oh yes.
1: So it is your turn to
0: question. Okay. Um. My question is, I actually think this is a good one. Which oh, yeah. country produces more chickens? The USA or China? Oh, like I mean, has that's... has
1: more chickens in it? Or like like, farm, like factory, basically? Like, oh, like yeah.
0: exports, you know, produces. China. You're going to go China. all right? Go China. I feel like that's probably the right answer, too, but... There's I'll both. search
1: how many chickens in China. Yeah, i just
0: going to do chopped chicken producers, producing nations.
1: Number of chickens in millions, China ma- mainland, 5,118
0: million. Yep, it's definitely China. Uh, yeah! <laughs> By a lot. America, it just says, yeah, it's China and then Indonesia's number two. Hey, At least you <laughs> didn't
1: think a full-grown anaconda weighed 14
0: pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, uh, right. throwback.
1: Yes. Right, uh, you're going first, Corb. Oh, okay.
0: Um, do you have your timer ready?
1: Uh, I mean... Yes. <laughs> just just kindly wait a second. <laughs> okay, 22.33 on the clock. When you're ready for your prompt, I'm ready.
0: All right. Give it to me. What's, what's the prompt?
1: Right, your prompt is to tell me you're, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball. Are you okay. ready, Gorb? Yeah yeah yeah, what's a curveball? You're you you do not have a prompt. You have a mandatory character. Are you ready?
0: Okay, alright,
1: alright. You, you must have a character named Old Eugene in your story.
0: That's that's the uh, that's the character. So I have to have a mandatory character named Old Eugene. That's
1: correct. And go. Okay. And go.
0: Oh no no, no I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm just I'm just ex- exhaling, getting into the right mindset for yep. this, you know, this epic tale. Confronting the the story head on. <laughs> yep, yeah, you got to you got to you got to go into it knowing you know, what's going to be out there as old Eugene was. Knowing saying. you can't cringe as hard as the intro not being. There. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, well, they, we're in this sort of desert tent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of paleontologists, um, and they're digging up dinosaur bones. Yeah. It's like somewhere in the middle of Utah, there's a young paleontologist. Um, and he's, uh, he's not old, not old, not old, not yet. Um, <laughs> and he's showing off this uh, this raptor claw to some kids who, for some reason, <laughs> decided to go visit a dig site as if it would be fun. Um, like on their own, not as like a field trip. I don't know. Maybe it was like a tour. It's you know the movie. The, the details the are really, really didn't make it that clear. Uh, yeah. And then a chopper flies in. It's an old <laughs> old man. <laughs> is it is it is it who I think it is? Does he look kind of like the KFC guy? Then yes. Uh, okay, yeah, it's not that's old what... Eugene. If you, that's what you're wondering. Oh, uh, it's not old Eugene. Okay, yep. Uh, but he's clearly rich because he's got his a uh, private helicopter. I mean, you team. don't get to looking like the Colonel. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Unless you have some wealth to look like the Colonel, you have to come for money or have money. Um. All white too, right? Who's gonna wear all white in the sandy yeah, desert? Only a. Rich exactly. Person.
1: Only, only.
0: So mustachioed man. Yeah. Exactly. So as a as our main character, who will remain nameless for now, the young paleontologist. Yep. As he's explaining the the deathliness of the raptor claw to these these miscellaneous youngins, um, his his assistant, um, Vincenzo um good assistant who who is also very very nicely mustachioed okay he's young and nice same same style of mustache as our helicopter so much better it actually it actually works for vincenzo
1: it doesn't Um, work for uh the old standards
0: no Um, okay so vincenzo comes down he's like hey insert blank name here because you're not ready to know it yet uh (laughs) boss Uh, there's an old guy who kind of looks like Colonel Sanders waiting for you up at the top of, you know, the tent we erected in the blazing hot desert that has, like, one refrigerator that barely keeps things cool. Yeah, he's up there. And uh, okay. our protagonist is like, uh, who is he? Why does <laughs> no one have names? <laughs> We're getting there. Okay. And, uh, Vincenzo's like, I don't know, but he looks like Colonel. Except Sanders. for Vincenzo. Yeah, he's up there. So, our protagonist goes up to the tent. Okay. Um, he sees this man again looking very Exi- much exiting the helicopter or still within he's, he's like gotten off. He's waiting for him in the tent now. Okay. Yeah. Very, very similar to a scene in a in a movie from the <laughs> mid 90s. Um, I was gonna say, but I was letting you have creative freedom, Gore. Yeah, thank you. All right. So this man walks in, our protagonist, and then they're in there together and he's like, Hello. Our protagonist said this. My name's Eugene. Um, how can I help you? Who are you? Um, and the protagonist looks at him and says, not in a British accent, but in a very full southern accent, says mm. Eugene, um, what's his last name? Younginson, <laughs> Eugene Younginson. Um, Younginson? Younginson, yeah. My name is Archduke Colonel Sanders. And, that
1: that is such a thick Southern accent.
0: Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna it's so thick, it's 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 not even, you know, I can't do it justice.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: So I'm just translating to regular American. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a provocative comment, but we're gonna move past that.
1: Um, Alright. I guess everyone's just regular American score.
0: <laughs> um so Eugene Younginson. Eugene Young is what they'll call him for short. Yeah, there you go. That's that's that rolls off the tongue it a bit rolls better. Rolls off the tongue a bit better. Um he uh Eugene says, uh, Young,
1: not old Eugene.
0: Not old Eugene, no. Not yet. Um, <laughs> he says, uh, Archduke? Colonel Sanders? Uh Yeah. Like, like I didn't I thought he from was From the Royal Family? Like, yeah, like yeah, I mean he's a little confused and Colonel Sanders. I'm just I'm gonna leave out the Archduke for You know, simplicity's sake. Um, Yeah. He says, listen, Eugene, rumor here is that you're an expert on dinosaurs. Is that correct? Um, And Eugene's like, you know, I'm only like 35. I I, I just got my PhD. Wouldn't necessarily say I'm the the expert, but yeah, I know a bit. I'm a paleontologist. Is he being modest? He's being a little modest, but there's also probably better paleontologists out there, too. None of them look at as fine and fit and mustachioed as young Eugene, (laughs) as I will say, though.
1: Wait, Eugene has a mustache, too?
0: Everybody has a mustache.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, is Eugene's the best mustache out
0: of all? No, it's still Vincenzo. Okay, gotcha. You can't top Vincenzo. There's something about that Italian heritage. It just really has a nice touch to it. It's true. (laughs) Anyway, um, Colonel Sanders says... uh, so yeah, you're you're the you're the dinosaur guy, right? And Eugene basically, yeah, he's being modest, but he says yes, I I know things about dinosaurs, and he's yeah. like, I mean Colonel Sanders is like, that's cool. Um, did you also work at a Denny's between the years ninety two and ninety three, located in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana? Um, <laughs> mm. And Eugene Young is like, uh, I, I I guess so. Is that how relevant? did you know that? Yeah. What what, what what's happening? And then uh, Colonel, the Colonel says, "All right, boys, get him." And then, like, oh my god, two other All helicopters right. come down. I have to know
1: before you advance anymore. Is this like the Colonel Sanders that founded KFC?
0: <sighs> there's a lot <laughs> of people in the the Sanders family, and to be completely honest, I haven't decided how I'm going to spin that yet.
1: I mean, like, there's the, there there's always like identical twins, quadruplets.
0: Who knows? Well, who knows. It's not relevant to the plot. I can see that right now. <laughs> it doesn't relate to Eugene Young. Fine, Corb! <laughs> anyway, you know, SWAT comes in. They bag up Swat? Eugene Young. <laughs> thrown in the back of the helicopter with a bag over his head. Like, the government agency? <laughs> well, whoever the hell the colonel was with. Arch-D. Okay. This is where he really starts to deviate from the plot of that movie I was ripping off the intro to. <laughs> Anyway, um, Eugene Young wakes up. He's in a, uh, like a, like a metal, almost looks like the inside of a shipping container, right? There's like a a swaying light, you know, on top. Um, So he's like a little unsure as whether or not he's actually at sea in the shipping container. Yeah. Um, And obviously, you know, he wakes up, the bag's off of his head, but he's all tied up. Like, to the back of the folding chair. And he starts, you know, obviously sort of saying, you know, you know when you escalate from, like, sort of saying, like, is anybody there? Can somebody help? To like, really screaming it. That's how it kind of goes. Was anybody there? Yeah. Um, Long story short, there was nobody there. Um, (laughs) Turns out he actually was inside a shipping container. um, And it had been about three or four days before oh somebody God. finally opened it up and found him. Okay. And, yeah, so when they open it up, I know there's, there's these two guys speaking a language that um, Eugene Young is not familiar with. Okay. Um, you're going to make a jump and say, you know, it was probably, it, it sounded something like Indonesian, right? It's something okay. Asian for sure. Um, and they're obviously like, oh shit, I didn't know they had like a young... Mustachioed white guy tied up in this uh shipping container. Yeah. And they're they're like, uh one of them knows a little English. He's like, uh are you okay? And he's like, Where the hell am I? And they're like, uh, welcome to Jakarta. Um <laughs> they untie so him. He was swatted
1: but just like immediately abandoned?
0: No, no, no hold on. Okay. Uh, they untie him and they're like, uh yeah, I mean uh Police stations, like, next to the harbor, talk to the harbor master or whatever. Yeah. He's like, uh, can I have some water? And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, and he gets some water, and he goes down to the- go speak to the harbor master to find out what the fuck happened. Yeah. Um, and so as he's walking down, you know, walking, he's got off the ship, went down the stairs, walking towards the harbor master. Um, he-, he sees this guy who's got, like, an earpiece, and he just says, Roger, Dodger, Colonel. And then he gets swatted again. <laughs> This time time check. Twelve minutes. Okay. This time he wakes up. Wait, okay. What is the last thing
1: remember? like, is he remembers? Like he's getting hit over the head with like a gun? Like what is no, that? No, it's it
0: more could... of like a football tackle that leads to a concussion and a quick bag thrown out. Oh jeez, so he's on his second concussion now. They have to take like you know, they gotta like uh, move to one location then do it again. It's the level of secrecy that's required for this kind of operation. <laughs> All right, this time he wakes up, again, third time, or second time. Okay. Second time, yeah. yeah. In a hospital, or a hospital-ish-like setting. Okay. Strapped down, obviously restraints, but at least it's not the shipping container to Jakarta. And there's a guy in there. True. Um, and they're taking notes and everything, and they're... Uh, like, on the side of his bed? He's, like, sitting in like a ho- in a chair toward at the, the back end of the room. And okay. when Eugene Young wakes up... He uh you know, he uh the the guy radios and uh another guy, right? Okay. Yeah. Now the other guy comes in, listen, he's got a <laughs> thick mustache. Like like walrus level. You know, it's tight like tight. Wilford Brimley. Yeah, you know? It's tight but it's thick. It's like Hulk Hogan. Thick. Yes, yeah, says... there's no fade between where the skin starts and the mustache <laughs> starts. It's just like a straight, the solid it's cut. there. So the guy walks in, um, he looks at Eugene Young and says, "Are you uh, a doctor of paleontology, Eugene Young?" And Eugene's just so confused. But I'm gonna take out a lot of the screaming and yelling. What the fuck is going on? And just gonna get to the point. He says, yeah. okay, is, I mean, "Is he asking about the Denny's?" Well, well, he has not yet okay so he's there, after getting swatted twice <laughs> he's got two concussions <laughs> two concussions maybe some narcotics they gave him too to make sure he was out yeah uh,
1: yeah
0: he's never re- he kind of forgot about the denny's incident uh, <laughs> and let me tell you he did forget about the denny's incident oh yeah. now so eventually that conversation circles back to that though um the guy comes in he's like listen go so what did he say next eugene young were you at a denny's working the night shift sometime between 92 and 93 in baton Rouge, louisiana um and he you know eugene he says yes why the hell is that any kind of relevant yeah Um, and then the other agent who also came in, you know, the one he radiated on, wait, these are agents, yeah, they look like agents, men in black kind of attire, right It's really unclear. This is coming from Eugene's perspective, kinda uh, I mean, like we're two concussions deep,
1: anything we're, could be we're
0: true. two concussions and possibly a lot of narcotics, deep. <laughs> he's also got a huge bandage on his leg, and he's not really sure why oh God, it was probably from the the football tackle, um anyway, probably uh. The the guy the you know the agent dude he says yep. again he says um did you also not pay for Windows XP in ninety-five? <laughs> um and uh is, is that you, what this is about? Eugene, Eugene Young says uh, I mean I I don't remember did did you or did you not pay for Windows XP? Did you pay for the activation? And he says, all right, fine, I didn't, whatever. Sorry. Did <laughs> not pay for Windows XP. And he's like, you just made a check on a, on a check Yeah, <laughs> that, that, walks that sounds out about right. Yeah, walks out of the room brushing his mustache. Um, a couple <laughs> hours go by. Uh, <laughs> they let him sit. And yeah, sit they out. let him stew with that guilt for not paying for windows. Um, <laughs> and then Should've the colonel walks in. Should have just paid. <laughs> the colonel walks in.
1: Oh uh, god, he's back.
0: He walks in, looks through the uh, you know the observation window, kind of. You know, he sees them. He says, "Uh, I heard you didn't pay for windows at space?" And then Shuts the door and walks back out. Now, That's it. <laughs> well, yeah, they kind of deprive him for food and water for a couple days, and then uh, bring him into a interrogation room. Um, yeah. Uh, so time check. He just goes back in to reconfirm. Just yeah, just to make him feel more guilty. Um seven and to- a half minutes. Okay. Alright, so now he's in this other interrogation room. A couple days later, it's hard to really tell the passage of time because they kept the lights on full brightness all the oh, time. Oh god. Yeah. And then this is where the real thing happens. So now two more agents, the one with the glorious mustache and the one with kind of like like he has to grow one because everybody else in the world is <laughs> doing it at the time. Like a thin thin <laughs> yeah. line. It's just not working for him. It's, it's- <laughs> His face is not built for it. Um, I
1: don't know if that says anything about his masculinity, but...
0: (laughs) And then the colonel walks in, too. And the colonel starts speaking. Eugene is handcuffed to the table. And he says, uh, Eugene Young, um, I'm sure you're a little confused about what's going on here. Would that be a fair (laughs) assumption? Um, And Eugene Young says... Yeah, that'd be a pretty fucking fair assumption. Um, that's an understatement. That's an understatement. Um, the colonel says, just to console you, this is not because you didn't pay for Windows XP, but you should have. <laughs> it's still theft, but it's not because of that. We just, we just use that as a guilt tactic because apparently nobody paid for the Windows activation mm-hmm. button.
1: Yep, there you go.
0: Um, yeah. But you still should have done it. Piece of shit. And then one of the other guys spits three times at him. Um, anyway uh, the colonel continues the reason you okay. ask about this sort of uh, whether you're working at the Denny's between 92 and 93 is because there was an anomalous space time event oh. at that Denny's do you have any recollection of what happened Mr. Eugene Young uh, can you give me like a more specific time I was there for like a year and a half like it's a lot of shit goes down at the night shift at Denny's. Uh, That's true. Uh, and the colonel's like, "Hit him!" And they just sock him across <laughs> the face. Tell me what happened. <laughs> They're screaming <laughs> at him. You're hiding something. You're hiding something. But he can't really give up any information because he genuinely doesn't know. Yeah. He was like smoking a lot of weed. It was like he was, you know, like. I mean, how else
1: do you get through? That years job?
0: in high school, you know, there's a lot of drugs. He wasn't really thinking that this sort of year-and-a-half stint at Denny's was going to define... Come back to bite him. (laughs) Yeah. Time check? Five minutes. Okay. Now, um, further interrogations are going, and he he spends the nights kind of like in this sort of prison cell-ish, kind of hospital-ish kind of room. Uh, Eugene has the audacity to ask for a phone call to which the guy outside of the, the, the room says... Didn't pay for XP, and it just spits three times again and walks off. Um, is the thin mustache one the spitter? They're all spitters here, <laughs> except for the Colonel. His beard is too. He's got a beard too. It's too Can't soil pain. it. Yeah, it just, it, yeah it just it accumulates. Um. <laughs> anyway, about so a week space of this. time event. <laughs> about a week of this, right? They're they're doing Jesus, all. Kinds is he eaten yet? He's eating just shit yeah. rations, but he's eating at this point. They got to keep him alive if they want to get the end. Yeah. Um, now, all this shit is going on. Um, they're doing some other fucked up shit, too, right? You know, like those hot and cold bathtub tank things they did to mental patients back in the day and some electroconvulsive Harding. therapy, trying to jog his memory. It's not really working. Um, so at this point, it's been about a week. He goes into the interrogation again. The colonel comes in says, is this Mr. Eugene Young? He says, fuck, yes, can I leave? Like, what's going on? And he says, uh, I'm going to ask you one more time. Time check? Three and a half minutes. Can you tell me about the anomalous space-time event that took place between 1992 and 1993 at a Denny's in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where you worked the night shift? And Eugene Young Says, I don't fucking it was a what is a space-time and what does that even mean? Yeah. And then just as they're about to smack him across the face again, the colonel puts up his hand and says, Mr. Eugene Young, can you please tell me your name? And who we thought was Eugene Young, he sits up straight in his chair and he says, Old Eugene, badge number seven seven four, reporting for of duty officer. Oh my God! <laughs> the colonel says, "We got him, boys. Go slap a mustache on this motherfucker and give him a shame. Suit him up." <laughs> what? <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Time check. <laughs> two two and a half minutes. Okay. So was, he, was he like? He Whoa. he had to be like woken up. Uh. Like. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So you, old Eugene, as now he recalls who he is. Um. Yeah. He gets a nice shave, really tight tight up that mustache it's looking good um, he gets brought up to the uh the you know the center area of whatever kind of structure they're in military base or whatever and the colonel says, "Long time to see old Eugene says, yeah, these space-time anomalies, am I right <gasps> and uh what w- what'd you bring me back for, sir?" And, time check? One minute, 45 seconds. Okay. So, Officer Old Eugene, I know you've been uh, in psychic hibernation, going under the uh, assumed name of Eugene Young for the last 35 years. We had to bring you back. Some bad shit's going on. Now, the reason we ask about the Denny's is... uh, you worked there from 92 to 93, is that correct? And old Eugene goes, yes, sir, that's correct. Night shift. (laughs) That's out of Baton Rouge. Um, (laughs) And uh, the colonel says, uh, is there anyone else you can remember that you knew as Eugene Young who also worked at that Denny's? And the guy's thinking about it for a minute. I mean,
1: lots of people. Yeah, a lot of
0: people. And then the colonel says... Anyone you still work with today. One minute. Anyone who has an incredibly impressive, voluptuous, <laughs> silken, you know, like a wolf's fur. You like, know, a like a lion's mane. a lion's mane. Luscious, black, southern Italian mustache. Um, And then old Eugene goes, fuck, he's back. And in that <laughs> moment they start it's, loading it's, up to get onto the helicopters. They gotta go swatting again. Vincenzo it's, it's, oh. <laughs> it's him again. Who is he? There's ten seconds. Let me just say it's gonna a lot there's gonna be a lot of swatting that needs to be done. No no human mustache can be that fine, let me tell you that.
1: I feel like there's a lot of lore in that that can be broken down.
0: But you gotta leave like
1: the who, who's here. the good guys, who's the bad guys, who was Vincenzo coming back? But I you, you I, gave I like you the details direction. being left
0: to the listener. <laughs> I think that's the best kind, yeah. But oh like...
1: <laughs> god, okay. Well, let's keep it rolling, Gorb.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Um. Shit, I gotta get my timer now. All right, Ugh,
1: I'm ready when I, you are. So
0: you gave me a, a curveball. Can I? I did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one to you too. Sounds good. All right. There is no prompt from your store, for your story. The only thing I will mandate is that the setting. The setting is somewhere that it's raining. go
1: okay um, we We are on planet Earth. <laughs> oh, don't be that way, <laughs> and an event has just occurred, okay. Some call it the great catastrophe. Some call it the summer rain. Some Mm -hmm. call it Mr. Death Poison Cloud Boy. Okay? Because what happened one day in uh, June 22nd of 2026, Mm -hmm. a young boy was born. Mm -hmm. Okay? And he, when he woke up, his eye sockets were empty okay everything else seemed completely normal the doctor the doctor didn't even really notice it was it was like it was like a c-section right second baby in this like happy family in new jersey Mm -hmm. like normal suburban family right
0: normal new jersey
1: (laughs) good old normal new Jersey. (laughs) and he the doctor's picking him up you know doing like the stereo stereotypical like pat pat on the back like oh it's a baby boy passes the baby down to the mom the mom looks down to look in her baby's eyes for the first time and just sees black in the eye sockets okay
0: like like is it like there's not even like is our the baby's eyes, like, completely black? Or is they're just, like... It's just, like, there's no... Well, here's
1: the thing. I mean, of course you can imagine the initial shock, okay?
0: Yeah, I'd be a little upset that the doctor didn't pick up on that, but... <laughs> <laughs> the
1: mom, the mom, you know, doesn't know how to react. She just kind of stares on. Like, you think she might scream, but she has, like, a good maternal instinct. Doesn't start screaming at her own child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, they immediately like are like okay we need to figure out what what this is like okay and they take him away and they start running all their tests basically everything from then on is or was disclosed by the government like or like could not be disclosed was it? you couldn't find this
0: information right okay yeah yeah, yeah. so it was a was it secret top secret yeah there you go sure <laughs> Classified, classified. That's what the word is. Yeah, there you go. Thank you.
1: (laughs) So they tried to, like, basically use different, like, utensils to try and, like, figure out what was in that area. Okay. Every time they tried to figure it out, anything they tried to figure it out with would just get sucked into his eyes.
0: Like a black hole?
1: Like a black hole. Okay. All right. Okay. And basically, everything else was normal about him. So what they decided to do was to just like put almost like a helmet on him. Okay, they basically like had to put the, like on? a mask, more or <laughs> less, like a mask, like Daft Punk.
0: <laughs> like Daft Punk.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, and and. The family just basically tried to raise him as normally as they could. No one knew, right? No one knew that Did anything anybody was...
0: ask why he wore the Daft Punk <laughs> everywhere. He was just a big fan. <laughs> okay, all right. It was just his style that style of obsession. Daft Punk.
1: That's the cover story they tried to they, they decided to go with. Honestly, because okay. like they they just said you know he's kind of like you know he he has obsessions, right? He's he's got these things that he likes and. He just loved Daft Punk. One of them is definitely Daft Punk. Exactly. And uh, let's just say he got to be known around the world later on. Okay. Everything is occurring as normally as one's life could. Mm -hmm. Being raised. Is he blind?
0: Can he see? He's not blind. He can see. Okay. He He can see like a normal child. Like okay. cult, and he has the perception of seeing, right? It's not blind sight or anything like that, right? No.
1: He can see just like you or you or me or except I mean with that with my many eyeballs. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Irrelevant. So this so is that punk
0: was, helmet is purely for aesthetic purposes. Everything's everything. a little bit
1: darker because of the visor across the <laughs> front. <laughs>
0: He's got no issues with strong. And songs.
1: they they put a vocoder in there too, so he kind of <laughs> sounds a bit like a Darth Vader type thing. You know what I mean?
0: Sounds You're gonna and, go, uh, why go all the
1: way. Yeah, <laughs> everything <laughs> seemed normal until the first event happened. Right? Okay. All right. And it was prom night. Okay. Oh, so it's been a few years. He's he's seventeen, eighteen at
0: this point. Still wearing the helmet. Still wearing the helmet.
1: Is and
0: it is it a special helmet? Do they have to go back to the government, or do they just pick up a different size at Party City? They just
1: the government took care of everything for us. Okay, like right. basically, they they built the replicas up each size. Some some people started to ask questions, like where do they get these from? Like how are they perfectly sized all the time? How come they, they never changed at all? They know Daft Punk personally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And basically, uh, black
0: undercover agents.
1: Yeah, basically, he he found, uh, basically a girl who ended up really liking him, despite the fact that he, she could never see his head. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, he <laughs> was even he was even asked to DJ. Shit. Um, he was playing. It was a great night, right? He had all these like remixes. He does he's a great a very job. Good DJ. He ended up getting kind of into it anyway, because like his parents raised him to make him think that that's what he liked. You know what I mean? Like
0: yeah, he was basically
1: indoctrinated into loving
0: death that Is <laughs> Punk still, uh, you know, performing this day No,
1: no, no. They, they, they're, they're, they're done. Okay. All right. But at prom, he's, you know, he's playing one more time. <laughs> Got me feeling so free. <laughs> okay. Yep, I know it. And his, his girl is vibing, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, night's dying down. Everybody's giving him handshakes. And, like, you know, they're just giving him pats on the back. Like, thanks for such a great night, man. Like, it was, like, the greatest night of my life. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So him and his girl, they're, like, they're out by a a bench outside the Prom hall, and she's just like, "Listen, I know you're not supposed to take off your mask, but like, I just like I want to give you a kiss, really bad." And and he's like, "You got me feeling so free."
0: I think I need to hear it in the Darth Vader sign <laughs> <sounding> voice.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna celebrate,
0: celebrate and dance so free. <laughs>
1: okay. Right. And he he opens up his mask. And like when the he does that
0: the, whole thing off.
1: the the just the front visor, right? Okay. And when he does that the girl that he loved is sucked into his eyeballs, okay? <laughs> and he he's like he's like so scared because everything around him is starting to get sucked into his head, right? The building, the 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 nearby buildings, the buses, everyone who went to the prom sucked into his eyes, okay? And he he Shuts his visor, but it all happened in like a second, right?
0: Yeah. Did was the government like still doing tests? Were they aware that this was a everything party? seemed to be fine if he just kept his mask on? <laughs> they just trusted that he would keep his Daft Punk helmet on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, okay. To be fair to him,
1: basically they had t- they had undone it a couple of times, and nothing happened, right? Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> and then he. As soon as everything disappeared, everything in its place was just blackness. And that blackness ascended into the sky, and it started to rain a deep navy blue black across the entire city,
0: right? This is Des Moines. It's Des Moines. Oh, I thought we were in Jersey. They moved at one point. (laughs) Windows protection. (laughs) Closer to the Daft Punk Museum. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and this That's black, funny. this black rain comes down, right? And basically, the government immediately moved him out of there, mm-hmm. and basically moved him to this facility in Antarctica because okay. he was such a threat. There were, you know, there were conversations from many people saying that they should just kill him, right? They mm-hmm. should just like, but finally, one like government agent named. R- Ramby. Ramby, Ramby, Bum- Ramby Bumbo. <laughs>
0: Ramby Bumbo, okay.
1: He was basically like, we should keep him alive because he's a weapon. Right? Ooh, we, can u- <laughs> we can use him to just, like, you know, imagine if all, like, you know, Russia launches nuclear weapons at us. He can just he can just so void
0: with his wo- eyes?
1: <laughs> void all of the missiles, right? Just point take off his Daft Punk helmet, and point him at the missiles. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But the black rain over Des Moines never stopped. Right? It, It just kept coming down. It wasn't poisonous or anything, and it didn't necessarily, you know, it didn't kill anything, and it actually rained normally inside of the black rain sometimes, but it never went away, and it definitely got visibility Really bad like if you went outside you couldn't really see right you could kind of see it was, like see. Heavy... It was yeah. almost like it was dark enough like you were looking through a death punk mask <laughs> was okay. there flooding in the
0: surrounding areas quite a bit
1: as soon as as soon as this rain would go in it would just go through the ground and they actually found out one scientist was able to figure out and find the trajectory That there was a a place in the middle of the Sahara Desert, directly across the globe, from Des Moines. That's probably directly across the
0: globe. Yeah, if you know your triangles. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Delta
1: 8, right? Delta 8, yep. (laughs) Where, actually, you could see a a city-wide size of just black sparkles coming out of the ground and going up into the sky, right? So basically, come to find the Black Brain is basically passing through Earth, right?
0: Is it drinkable? Like, it can... You can't touch it.
1: You this? you try, If you try and grab it, you can't touch it. It just goes through you, right? It's almost like, like a... Like,
0: okay, it's like ethereal. Yes. Okay.
1: And that was the first event, okay? Now, the second event was what changed it all. How much time do I have?
0: You have 10 minutes, 30 seconds. Okay. So,
1: there was one thing. This facility that's run by Ram Rambi Bumbo in Antarctica,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he is a psychopath, right?
0: Oh, Rambi Bumbo?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. He gathered up his team of like 20 plus agents and they all follow him. Like, he is a genius among men, right?
0: Rambi, yeah. Yeah.
1: And Rambi calls this meeting. He's got the board of directors there. He's got everyone in his agency there, right? And he goes, we've got this kid here, Mm
0: -hmm. and we need
1: to make him harder, (laughs) better, faster, (laughs) and stronger. So... They start to run all of these tests on him, okay? And basically, it's almost like torture to him. They, they like, try and get him to open his visor, the teeniest bit, and they just throw things in there. And they, like, do all this kind of stuff, right? Rambi Bumbo is so crazy that he wanted, he basically wanted to do a false flag where he was going to use one of the U.S.'s nuclear weapons pretend that it was being launched from Russia and he was going to use his special project of Daft Punk Kid to to suck up the missile. Do we actually ever
0: know his name? Do we go over that?
1: We're never going to find out. It's a Gorb (laughs) Trench. Okay. So, Daft Punk Kid, (laughs) they bring him out and basically... All of the red alerts are going off. Different anti, like you know, missile weapons are shooting at this nuclear weapon as it's sailing across Belarus and sailing across Eastern Europe, heading directly for New York City. Ooh. They put well, so Daft Punk home kid, in
0: New Jersey.
1: They put Daft Punk kid, just just one of them, Rambi Bumbo himself, picks him up and just holds him out in front of, in front like of the over trajectory. over the
0: Atlantic Ocean? Like,
1: this dude is a psychopath, right? Anything that you think would never get approved, Rambi Bumbo got approved.
0: Does, so, um, does our our protagonist, Daft Punkin, does he have to see it, or can you just point him in the general direction just, of the thing? Rambi Bumbo said it worked out. <laughs> he said it would work. <laughs> He
1: pulls off his visor and it actually does work, right? Now, there are over 3,200 different aircraft in the same vicinity that Daft Punk's head is pointed toward, and all of them, within three seconds, are swallowed up, right? Nuclear weapon gets swallowed up. Everything seems fine for about a minute. And then, Daft Punk kid explodes. Okay. Nuclear explosion goes off in Antarctica. Rambi Bumbo, dead. His whole entire team, dead. Most of the animals that might exist near Antarctica also gone. (laughs) The penguins? (laughs) Yes, there you go. And the entire world becomes enveloped in this black raid. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cut to 50 years later.
0: Is it still raining?
1: It's still raining everywhere. Black rain everywhere. How much time do I have?
0: <laughs> you have six minutes and 20 seconds. Okay. Humanity. So person, like, uh, can plants grow underneath the black it's rain? It's fine. Yeah, every- it?
1: everything's fine, but there's a caveat. Okay. It seemed okay at first. Then, weird things started to happen, right? Your neighbor next door would turn into a kangaroo. Your favorite TV show host would come out of his own mouth as a person and then eat his own legs on live TV. Then... (laughs) there would be centipedes that started to apply for accounting positions. Okay. Okay. Things started to stop making sense.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And people started to lose sight of like what was real and what was not real. But as this all is happening, a very bright team of scientists, engineers from across the world comes together in this one room, to try and figure out if there's any safe place from this insanity on Earth. Mm -hmm, And they come to find out that the only safe place is France. Okay?
0: Like the whole country. The whole country of France. Completely unaffected.
1: The black brain is still there?
0: But you just the only place where people aren't going crazy. Yes. Okay. Birthplace of Daft Punk.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Now, as this meeting is going on, at one point, one top scientist's fingernails start to turn into seahorses, and another top sop, top scientist shop scientist starts to mispronounce all of his words until his words become real living beings trying to stab everyone in the room. Okay.
0: It sounds like but, they're not necessarily going crazy. It sounds like the world around them is just reality is not is breaking. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: It's non-linear anymore. But
1: even though that has all happened, they managed to figure out that no one in France is being affected by
0: any of these things.
1: <laughs> the passing observer might have been able to figure this. Yeah,
0: I would imagine within fifty <laughs> years that would have uh, would have been more obvious. <laughs> But the team was there, and they figured it out too. <laughs> One of the team members from France and was like, "They, oh, they all died anyway. Die. Everyone in France is left." <laughs> okay. Right. Now, at
1: this point, another baby is born, mm. and this baby has all blue
0: eyes. Okay, like, like just the like all blue, like not even white or a pupil or anything. Just completely blue. Like, basically in the exact same
1: way that, like, the other dude's eyes were all black, Mm -hmm. Daft Punk kid, there was Mm -hmm. this one whose, you know, eyes were completely blue.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Now, as soon as they pull the baby out into the real world, their blue eyes turn brown. And it's a girl. Okay. okay. And the girl, baby, opens her mouth and says, who will stop the rain? Okay. Okay. And then she passes out as a baby. And they're, like, worried. She doesn't think – they don't think she she's going to
0: survive. Was, this, was she- this child born in France? yes okay so so it's yeah so it's it's unusual cuz unusual yes. things just don't seem to be happening in France right now now
1: many years go by it's fun. and she she is uh she has a song stuck in her head mhm uh it's called brown eyed girl by Credence Clearwater Revival okay? okay and she's singing it she's like you're my
0: brown eyed girl
1: and then the French person next to her goes je ne sais pas from flap <laughs>
0: minute and thirty left on the clock
1: <laughs> and basically France, Fr- French is like I know that song it's a very very old song is that the same era as Beethoven she's like no that was a
0: lot longer. That was a lot further back.
1: And then the French person just goes, You're that brown-eyed girl! <laughs> you will stop the rain! Uh, and holds her up to the sky, much like many, many years ago. Rambo Bumbeer. <laughs> <whatever his name laughs> <did> Rambo <it. laughs> That actually was the French person's name. Is red. Ram- <laughs> Bumbo Rambi, okay? And Bumbo Rambi holds this girl up to the sky and she goes, I will stop the rain! And she throws her up to the sky and her eyes, her brown eyes turn and open up and all of the black rain disappears. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. How much time do I have 20 seconds. And then... (laughs) Everybody (laughs) cried. And that's the real rain, isn't it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, Side note, what happened? It was like the rest of the world after 70 years of madness destroyed and France... It it was all wreckage. Okay, except for France.
1: Yeah, it was
0: all gone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love you. <laughs>